In this episode of Full Nerd, Radeon RX 6500 XT review and Microsoft 2 by Activision. Welcome to episode 202 of The Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Maung, with co-host Brad Charkas. Hello, Internet. And Adam Patrick Murray, controlling the vertical and horizontal. Uh, Gordon, Brad, what's what's going on? We're, we're here. Uh, we got some stuff to talk about. But first, I want to ask, what's the worst hamburger you've ever had? I have a controversial answer. Oh, please go for it's it. It's not necessarily the worst, but it was the biggest letdown I've ever had. Oh. And that would be uh, In-N-Out, because... Everyone in California swears by In-N-Out. Don't have it here on the East Coast. Went out there to uh, San Francisco. Hayden used to join us. Is like, you got to come try In-N-Out, bro. So we jumped on some buses, spent like 40 minutes traveling down to the wharf, had some In-N-Out. And I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, a pretty good fast food burger. It's, it's fun. <laughs> no, wait, that's not controversial. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it, I would agree with you 100%, Brad. It is a pretty good fast food burger. For, for the price... It's it's a yeah it's it's a good burger it's not it's not the best burger for damn sure I thought food talk was at the end the worst ham I I don't I don't think I've I think the worst burger I've had was the Chaw King the the Jack in the Box Chaw King which is the chicken whatever that thing was just well that's not a burger that's the same that was grease yeah, scraping so, scrapings um, I almost I almost made a chicken burger joke but I'm afraid <laughs> I don't uh, I don't think I've ever had a a hamburger I've disagreed with my own I on, consistently worse hamburgers would be my own I would oh. say well, well, well is it because it's undercooked is it is it too like does no it break because apart? He, is I it always, too wet you're always like well I I don't want to kill people so let's you let's, overcook it no it you're you're making sure it's it's a uh, been sanitized i think is is the technical term so yeah I, I will say yeah that that that's my answer my my dad uh i love him he he made a lot of burgers growing up but man he those were like rubber he would cook them to the point where you could just like probably f- bounce them off the floor because <laughs> they were just so uh yeah so overcooked uh but you know uh, i they're probably better now they're probably better yeah now. my dad burgers too were the same because it was always like well this is better than mcdonald's like better than mcdonald's what are you crazy dad it's like yeah and it's like what the hell you're mixing onions in here, you know, and the my dad was yeah. a butcher, so oh, it was a mixing. Nice, yeah, that good, actually mixing good butcher story. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Uh, okay, so uh, then on the on the other side of it, what's the worst GPU ever, Brad? <laughs> uh, nice try. <laughs> uh, well, it depends on who you ask. Uh, so today, AMD's $199 Radeon RX 6500 XT launched uh, graphics card, desktop graphics card, the first $200 graphics card we've seen in like two years, uh, the first ever ray tracing capable sub-200 graphics card, although, eh. Uh, and looking around the internet, uh, a lot of people seem to think this is the worst graphics card. Looking at YouTube thumbnails, looking at other reviews, uh, seems pretty divisive. I... It's definitely not the best card ever, but I have a lot more positive thoughts about it than apparently most other reviewers do. Uh, well, before we get into the uh, those kind of feelings, let's, let's just back up just in case people haven't uh, looked at the news. Back up, maybe just do a high-level overview. I, I got a slide we can show off uh, All right. of, of what it is, what it contains. Sure. So uh, the Radeon RX 6500 XT is a new graphics card from AMD. Uh, it is a very cut down graphics card in any other era. Like you would hope this would cost a lot less, but we're in today's era. Uh, it's basically half of a Radeon RX 6600 XT. 
So it has 16 compute units, 16 ray accelerators. Uh, it's the fastest graphics card ever actually on the desktop. It's uh, 2.6 gigahertz game clock, and it goes up to 2.8 gigahertz boost clock, which is insane. Uh, it, AMD made some hard compromises to get it to reach this price point. Uh, it has a very weird memory configuration. Uh, one of the big controversies is it only has four gigabytes of memory. Uh, I think we talked about it in the last full nerd, but if mm. not, I put a post up explaining that they did that on purpose to hopefully evade the attention of crypto miners since you need more than four gigabytes to be able to mine Ethereum. Uh, it also has a severely cut down memory bus. So memory bus, usually in budget cards like this, uh, typically budget cards used to be cheaper than this, but this is a budget card these days. Uh, you would see 128 gigabyte memory bus. Uh, this one only has 64. So that's very small. It was worrying at first glance, but AMD also put 16 megabytes of its infinity cache on die right there on the GPU, which helps alleviate that quite a bit, actually, in my testing. Uh, it also took the company also, uh, to hit this price point. They said they took out AV1 decoding, H.264 decoding, H.264 or encoding, they have decoding, uh, and uh, H.265 HEVC encoding. Uh, and it also only has one display port and one HDMI port. So this is very much, you know, a entry-level card for entry-level gamers. And then also, what about the uh, the PCIe lanes? Yeah, that's, that's a big part of the conversation around this. Uh, <clears throat> most graphics cards tend to have the full 516 PCI lanes for the full PCI bandwidth uh amd since they moved to pcie 4.0 uh they've already dabbled in the past with cutting that down to by eight which still works fine uh this card however is cut all the way down to by four which when you're running games at uh on a pcie 4.0 system so a relatively modern amd or intel system uh you know works fine works great uh if you plug this into an older system, uh, you will see a little bit of a performance drop-off because four lanes of PCIe 3.0 is just can't handle it as well as PCIe 4.0. Uh, how, how far how far back are, are you are you saying? As far as what? Uh, CPU, you know, uh, if, if you have an older uh, system. So if you have Ryzen 3000 or newer, or Intel Core 11th Gen or 12th Gen. Oh, okay. Those are all PCIe 4.0. So we're relatively modern. If you have an older gaming PC and you're looking for this for an upgrade, uh, it's probably going to be PCIe 3.0. But if you're building a new system from scratch or you built one of the last year, that should have PCIe 4.0, ideally. Got it. Okay. So, yeah, and that... It all depends on how you plan on using this card. There's a lot of controversy on the internet right now because it, through the lens of comparing this to prior generations of budget cards around this price range, uh, $150 to $250, let's say, uh, it doesn't really move the needle in terms of performance. It has this, these weird memory configurations and PCIe lane configurations, all that. Uh, and if you try to play games with this graphics cards on ultra settings... Uh, that memory configuration, that those PCIe lanes uh, will neuter performance. 
hundred percent will. Uh, it's not made to be playing games at ultra. It's not made to be playing games at 1440p. Uh, if you take this card and treat it like what it's intended to be used for, which is an entry level graphics card that you can buy, hopefully for around $200, uh, and you play at medium to high settings, uh, it performs very, very well, in my opinion. This is exactly what people need. Like I've said on the show before, I've had dozens of kids the past couple of years ask me, uh, you know, how do I build a Fortnite PC? It's a pandemic. I love Fortnite now. How do I play with my homies? And I've been having to tell them, look, you can't get an iPad, play GeForce now. Our best mm-hmm. GPU of last year was integrated graphics <laughs> and a Ryzen processor. processor. <laughs> <laughs> but... If you take this as an actual affordable GPU and say, okay, this is an entry-level graphics card. I can play all these games. You know, I have all these modern features. I have ray tracing. I have modern efficiency. I have smart access memory. I have fidelity effects, super resolution, Radeon Boost, all that jazz. I can play it starting at 1080p medium, which looks all right if you're not a snob like I am, uh, <laughs> and nudge stuff up as you can to until the point where you don't hit those memory constraints and PCIe constraints. Like, I think... This is a really good option for an entry-level graphics card, and the rest of the internet seems to disagree. Well, I, I also think it, it it depends on the the games too. Are you playing the newest games, or are you playing you know something that's been around for a while, like Fortnite, GTA Five, you know, yep. Dota Two, well, you know, I, things like that. <laughs> this thing, this thing will run esports games no problem. Like I didn't even test it. I put I, I dabbled around in CS:GO on it. It, it was fine. Uh, I put it through our normal test bench, which is a little bit older in the tooth now. I need to update it for the new generation, but it's still all relatively modern games like Total War, Troy, Horizon Zero Dawn, Watch Dogs Legion, all that. And at, you know, 1080p medium, it blows well past 60 frames per second, Metro Exodus, like all those kinds of things. And if you're blowing well past 60 frames per second at medium, then you have the flexibility to try bumping it up to high. Some games you can bump it up to ultra. Like, it's a very weird card that you kind of got to work around its memory constraints. But if you go in saying this is a $200 entry-level graphics card, we don't have anything like this on the market right now. We haven't seen anything like this in two years. And you work within those constraints, I think it's a good thing to have available for people who are looking to get graphics cards. Because if you go look on eBay, like GTX 1650 Super is one of the cards I tested against. It's you know relatively in the same ballpark. Uh Yes, that kind of sucks because that card is two years old and we're talking about it still being in the same ballpark. But those cards are going for $300 plus new, $350 new on eBay. If you go look up, try to look up a RX 570 used, like you'll spend $230 to $300 plus on eBay. So this, I think, would be a preferable option to buying an old card like that that's been used for two to five, six years at this point and yep. could have been used for mining. Who knows? Can we show uh, that chart? I mean, which I, one? If you go, if you go to Brad's review, you can actually re- see the other results. Cause a lot of it is actually run at the area that this, this card is made for just that shadow of the Tomb Raider. Do you, oh, did you yeah. already show that one? No, no, let me bring it up. I think it does. It just sort of gives you, you know, a pretty good idea of what you're kind of getting, you know, shadow of the Tomb Raider is fairly modern. You're obviously not running with ray tracing on, so that's no. So 1080p medium. I, you know, because the funny thing is, you know, I wake up and uh, you know I'm hours behind you. I read all the headlines and the videos, and it's just like, wow, this is terrible. People are really just bagging on this thing. And I, I come and look at your numbers. It's like 
this is not so bad to me. I, I don't, I, I, it, I mean, look at this. So for audio listeners, I'll read it off. Please. Uh, a GeForce, a GTX 1650, four gigs. That's a super card, 86 frames a second. An RX 5500 XT, four gig, 79 frames a second. Again, this is Shadow of the Tomb Raider 1080p medium. Uh, G, G, the GTX 1060, six gig is 68 frames a second. An RX 588 gig is 78. An RX 6500 XT. Oh my God. Quick kick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, 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 to, yeah, that, that's the same, same card, but just, uh, you, on a PCIe, PCIe. No, no, I'm I'm just kind of okay. hung up on the name. The Sorry. XFX. So the the reviewed card, which is an XFX Radeon RX 6500 XT, quick 210 in Gen 3 mode. So only you know Gen 3, um, uh, four lanes of Gen 3 is 84 frames a second. In 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 Gen 4, native Gen 4 mode, the same card is 90 frames a second. So it looks like maybe 10 percent. Five so, percent yeah. depends, you know. I actually I test uh, I tested the entire suite in both PCIe three and PCI four because I think a lot of people will be looking to drop these in the older systems. I felt it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're playing with the medium settings that I tested at, because again I was trying to view this through the lens of an entry level graphics card, uh, I saw a couple of outliers. Rainbow Six Siege was identical in both. Basically, there's like a one frame per second difference. Uh, Total War Troy had a big 18% loss on PCIe 3. Okay. Uh, all the other eight or nine games, they average 6% slower on PCIe 3, which is noteworthy and should be mentioned. But when you step back and take a look at the big picture, if you look at that chart that we just put up, uh, this card is still hanging tough or faster than the other cards that we're comparing it against, like that GTX 1650 Super, you know, the Radeon RX 580, those various GeForce cards. Like, even in PCIe 3 mode, this thing still hangs tough with them. And those cards are, like I said, going for three or $400 on eBay. So I think the the uh, there's a couple problems with that. Uh, we can get to it. Uh, one of the good questions I was going to ask earlier, but I, I felt like maybe it was too noob of a question, but no, I, there's somebody in the chat, uh, Nair Evar, asking, uh, mm-hmm. why is uh, AMD using a mechanical buy 16 slot uh, with all the gold contacts, even though it's only using the buy four lanes? Why, why not just shorten it it's a good question uh because then it'd be real hard to plug it into a system this is what modern day graphics cards are built for they have the 16 connectors they have the x16 you know that's where you plug it into your pcie slots yeah yes there are other pcie slots on your motherboard but then you're talking about like completely redesigning how graphics cards are used so yeah and it is it is runty if you ever tried to plug in a you know a, a you know buy four or a buy two or a buy one um card one of those USB cards or something back in the old days. Mm-hmm. They're kind of a pain to deal with. So I think it makes sense to do a full-length mechanical, um, mm-hmm. physical uh, connector. And also, you're going to get stability because you've got this long card, I mean, relatively long card in there. If you put this little tiny runty, you know, physical, you know, mechanical connector, and now you've lost sort of the stabilization for that card. So it, that is the right decision to make it a full-length card. Well, it, it sounds like somebody in the chat's thinking, like, are they trying to rip us off? They're they're only giving us four when they're you know it looks like sixteen. Were they trying to pull the wool over our eyes? No, it's only actually populated by okay. four. Uh, it's it's uh, the physical thing looks like by sixteen, but it's by four. Yeah, it's electrical and it's Traces. electrical four. And you yeah. know you will see this even on your if you look at some motherboards, you will see it's it's a it's a physical sixteen, but it's you know simply electrical you know four lanes. 
Doctor Doctor Ian Cutrus, Tech Tech Potato in the chat. What's up? Uh, says uh, has a good point. Uh, if you if they do that, uh, eventually somebody's going to put it in the wrong slot and then complain why it's not working. So yeah, no, there's a lot of reasons to do it that way. And actually, I, I it is interesting to me to me because I mean, what are I did they ever say what the rationale was for going limiting it to four lanes? They did actually. I had an opportunity with some other journalists to chat with some of the folks at AMD before the launch as part of a briefing. And they said, yes, you know, we understand that it doesn't have all these encoding features. Yes, we understand it only has four gigabytes, it only has 64 uh, bit bus width. Yes, it only has four PCIe lanes. That's all because it was really trying to hit the $199 price point, they said. They said, like, us as consumers tend to get hung up on the scalpers and the crypto miners aspect of the current GPU crunch, but costs and supply shortages and shipping woes and all that stuff really factors into it a lot too. So this, they were just saying like, this is stuff that we had to do to be able to hit a sub 200 price point, which we really wanted to do. Yeah. They okay. said, uh, I think it was Adam Kozak, the product manager for Radeon. He was saying, uh, like uh, the encoding features, H.264 encoding, uh, H.265 encoding. Yes, ideally, those are things that you would have. But in this sort of price segment where someone's looking for an entry-level graphics card, you know, doesn't cost a lot. Like they they said, and what they found is that 95% of people don't use those features at this performance level anyway. So they made the hard decision to cut it. Although that, I mean, the encoder, I, I understand. It's not like people are like, hey, I'm going to fire up. I'm paying... <laughs> I have a $200 graphics card and I'm paying 50 or $60 every month to Adobe to run Premiere. So it's not, that's not a big deal, but I kind of wonder if that's going to hurt the people who want to do streaming. Cause it's not just about playing games now. It's about doing, mm-hmm. you know, streaming. A lot of the streamers, you know, they, they do GPU encode. So not having yep. hardware encode is going to, is going to put a dent on that, but it is interesting. Yeah, that, that, to, that was the actual question. And they said, yeah, we just, we find that most people in this price point don't, don't do that. Yeah. So. I, but I, I guess I wonder if whether it was simply market market segmentation, as they call it. And that's the technical term for, uh, you're, you're cheap. So you're not going to get that feature. You're going to, we're going to make you pay more. That's, that's the actual, um, what's really happening or whether this was simply, they had to make that decision you know, maybe there's licensing involved because, you know, there are there are hidden costs when you make a product that you have to pay people for codex. And like, I wonder if there's like a licensing um, cost that's associated with, you know, H.264 encode somewhere to somebody that we don't know about that's buried in a contract or there. It's also just simply they needed. It almost feels like, look, we got all these dies left over and we could either make, you know, we could make nope. Say I'm gonna I'm I'm cut you off there because these are actually brand new dies uh, using TSMC's new six nanometer process. So these are not even seven nanometer like oh, the wow. other ones. Uh, I didn't get into those technical aspects. Insight Ryan Smith over at Anantech actually does a good job of breaking down some of those more technical stuff. I really feel like just looking at all this, I feel like AMD was really trying to maximize die space, moving to six nanometer. Uh, cutting this in half from the 66 XT size, cutting out those hardware encoding blocks. They can cram a lot of these onto a wafer. Uh, like tons. Like the die size of these are incredibly small compared to most modern GPUs. So 
I would not be surprised if all these hard decisions were made just so they can cram in as much as possible on those wafers. Cause those, those wafers, especially six nanometer, I would guess are, you know, going for big, big dollars these days. And there's reports going out right now that TSMC is looking to increase prices again. Right. So, you know, as many of these budget level GPU dies that they can squeeze into a wafer, the better odds you have of them actually being able to be able to sell for cheaper. Well, I, I, I think that it feels like there's, there's, Two kinds of thoughts uh, that I've seen from reviewers, people in, in in the chat, you know, but then also what we're talking about is like on on one side, uh, it looks like AMD's like, oh man, you know, we're we're get, we're getting screwed every which way, uh, but we need to make the cheapest GPU we can make that makes sense. So we're gonna have to just cut out stuff to try to hit like some sort of price. Let's let's aim for two hundred. But then there's a uh, you know reviewers and people in the chat are like no amd's taking stuff away and screwing us over uh, taking out stuff that we previously had on 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 other you know older parts so which is it or is it is it somewhere kind of in the in the middle maybe uh i mean we can't ever say that for sure ourselves <laughs> uh but yeah it's a, it's a weird place for me because if you've watched the show in the past you guys will know that i'm always the first one to say hey man i don't like the way prices are creeping up i feel like there's price creep going on across the board like i don't like where this is going but in this case like i really do feel like they're trying i think it's good to hit a 200 dollars price point in today's market when like i said people have been trying to build fortnite pcs for years and we've been telling them to go buy a ryzen chip with integrated graphics so yeah uh, yes it's not it's not it doesn't provide a tangible performance uplift versus prior generations of this relative price segment uh yeah it sucks that we haven't seen any the needle move forward in as as far as raw frame rates like five years in this segment but right now here in the real world like like i was saying like if you go on ebay these cards are selling comparable cards from older used ones are selling for much more than this so i think it's if that's what it takes to make a 200 hundred dollar graphics card happen that you can just take it you can plug it in you can play on medium graphics medium graphics look fine you know uh bump up to high if you can i think it's worthwhile i i want to point out um dr ian kutcher is over at tech tech potato by the way go check out his channel subscribe and smash the bell for him i was going to say that as all the youtubers say today he says it's roughly 107 square millimeters. Uh, basically, you could replace a Zen chiplet on a Ryzen. That's how damn tiny this thing is. So, yeah. I, I, okay, now I get it. Because I originally, I, and when Brad cut me off so rudely, I was thinking you, they basically swept up all the chips on the floor and they assembled like the best thing they could. But this is actually purpose built to yep. basically fab their way out of the pandemic, it feels like, to give. It's to and because you can. I mean, a hundred and seven square millimeter GPU is that is thumbnail. That even your thumbnail. That's not even your (laughs) thumbnail. So you can imagine a wafer. You can make just a buttload of these things, right? So it feels like, although they're already sold out everywhere, you look. It feels like they are gonna over the next, you know, two over the next quarter. These things are just gonna simply flood the zone right you're probably going to be able to buy so many of these 6500 xts it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be mm-hmm. it's gonna be really available and it feels like if they really do flood it then the whole people the people right now trying i've already seen the card being flipped on ebay for 550 right yeah people are already don't pay, flipping don't, this pay card. don't pay 550 don't pay 550 for this card <laughs> but i mean 
there's, you know, the way it works with scalper market is they're only going to go where the money is. If you're not going to buy the thing, they're going to stop buying them and trying to flip them. So it it really is a car designed to sort of solve the the drought that that sort of entry level gamers have had for the last few years. Yep. And I think that the thing that really kills me the most about this, because even reading the comments here, people are like, you know, they're spitting in our face or they're they're insulting us. This is. I, I don't know if you've kept up on current events, but we're getting our asses kicked here, folks. Right now, yeah. you can't buy GPUs. An RX 480 4GB is $350 used on eBay. So what kind of magical world are you living in where you can just go buy RX 480s at the price, the $125 they were going for six years ago? It's just not... It's. It's not reality. It's just we don't live there. We live in a pretty terrible place right now. And yep. DIY, especially intro level, is being crushed by the lack of GPUs. So this card is actually the thing that will help those people who are saying we can't get cards. And you're telling them this is a terrible thing. This is a complete insult to me. I, I don't I don't get you, Internet. What what do you want? Mm. And oh look, perfect. We have Elena here because she <laughs> she's She's one of those people. Like, what? It doesn't have that feature. It doesn't have this feature. What? Like, come on. C- come on. I came on. here to defend myself. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Hi, Elena. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> I was listening to you, and then I felt like I had to say something. Yeah, I'm glad because I, I just don't. I don't get it. This is like. This is the. This is the. The problem is people are saying we can't get GPUs. I. I'm I'm an entry level gamer. I just need something I can play Fortnite on to build a Fortnite box to to play Siege, and and again this thing will do 90, 90 frames a second, 1080p medium all day in a lot of modern games. And then everybody feels like it's like the biggest slap. I don't understand. And then of course, hey, you got a thirty ninety Ti. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> what do you want, Internet? They want things to be like it was before. Oh boy! Well, that's well, we a can problem. Talk about, we can Please talk work about on the time machine, AMD, Intel, and Nvidia. Just, Please snap I'm us back saying, to 2013. Like, I think it's understandable, though, why people are upset. Like I'm kind of between uh, the general internet outrage and where Brad is because I think Brad has some really good points about this is this is like at least a step in a direction as opposed to it being a drought. But at the same time, I also understand where the internet commenters are coming from, right? Where yeah, like at too. the same time, it's like, look at all these things that you used to get that you don't get anymore on a $200 card. Like I, I was talking about a group chat earlier where I was like, wait a second. It really only has two ports. <laughs> like you only get a display port and an HDMI port. Holy crap. So this is still, this is still actually a reminder that things are terrible. Like, and it's not, it's not, and it's not AMD's fault per se, because, you know, as Brad was saying that, you know, there's supply chain issues. The world is just kind of nuts in general, but nobody likes being reminded that things used to be better. And this card still reminds people of that. So, I mean, I think it's pretty easy to understand, Gordon. I, I disagree with that because a lot of the outrage is at AMD. Right. I mean, they were like, why did you even bother to make this thing? You know, it's just like I I just I just think that's just like, you know, as a company trying to basically 
they don't know what to do. I mean, they you make a product and it, it you can't even get it to the shelves before it evaporates, right? Every single sure. GPU company, right? So what 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 are the how what are they supposed to take from it? You know, how do you? Well, I mean, that is they the, sold out instantly. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that, that is the other question I have is like, it, is I mean, if their plan was to say, hey, listen, you know what, we're we're going to handicap this at four gigs to try to stop scalping, try to stop mining. They did. They said. Did that. they? I know. Yeah. Yeah. So then. Is it going to work? Because this is all still moot if if this prices are still through the roof and you can't actually get these in MSRP. So, yep. like, that's the other thing is that it is it actually going to work. Yeah. And that time will tell because, again, you have the initial supply. Um, by the way, there's like, you know, 50 ships lined up outside Long Beach, California that can't unload stuff. Yep. You have massive backups in the supply chain. You can't judge availability on right now. Again, I'm saying two months from now, three months from now, it's at 107 millimeter time to make a GPU. The probably the hard part is to come up with the PCB and all the capacitors and all the other components you need to make that card, right? That that's probably going to be the supply concern. It feels like, but I mean, it's yeah. a card design to sort of help address the problem. We don't know if it's going to work for the miners. We don't know if it's going to defang them. But and then yeah, the, immediately instead of that, it's just like. And again, I say this as a snob. I'm the original snob. I am a snob. Remember, I'm like, I advocate for like 3080 TIs, the best GP of the year, because it was badass, because I like badass things. I don't, I don't like, I would never, ever, 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 ever in my entire life run one of these video cards in one of my machines or one of my kids' machines. But I understand oh, wow. the reality. I understand the reality. This. No, reality yeah. is, it's a, it's just a sucky world, folks. And yeah. this, this is better than nothing. And, and the outrage, the reaction, though, is like, I mean, yeah. It's, but, I mean, I, I understand if people said, yeah, this just sucks. It just, but, you know, hey, you know. But instead, I, I, I feel like all the reviews came out and said, <sighs> the messaging from all of the reviews is don't buy this graphics card. It's terrible. I think that is too strong. Right? I would agree with you on that. That's a little strong. At the same time, I don't think this is better than nothing for everyone. I think this is going to be better than nothing for some people. And I just, I feel like there's, I mean, just the internet in general, there's not much nuanced conversation these days, right? That's what I said in my review is if you have a card from relatively this price range of the last five years, if you have a GTX 1650, if you have a 1060, if you have a Radeon 570, 580, whatever, uh, like, this is not probably worth the upgrade. Like, you're not looking to get this card to upgrade. It won't be an upgrade for you. What this card does, and I feel it a lot, because like I've said on the show before, my ex works at a school over the past two years. I've had literally dozens of kids asking me, how do I get a gaming PC? I want to get into gaming. How do I get into this? Just in December, my my daughter is in high school. Her boyfriend is a nerd. He's awesome. He does. He makes Doom mods and stuff. His graphics card fried. He is a high school student. He works washing dishes after school, you know, that kind of wage. He spent forever trying to save up money for a card. And he's like, listen, I just, I can't buy a card, man. Like, do you have any idea since you do what you do where I can buy a card? Fortunately for him, I happen to have an old 980 or something that I could hand him until he could get over it. But that's what I think this card is made for. I think if you are getting into PC gaming or if you have like a super old like GTX 1050 or 750 Ti or something like this, this will be a good option. If you already have been gaming the last few years and you have a decent card, like it's not a super compelling upgrade. But I think the fact that this is finally entry level, literally entry level, like people getting into gaming 
this can scratch that itch enough. And I think that's an important thing that we haven't had for a couple of years. Well, I, th- I think the other way to look at it too is like you're saying like if somebody if somebody has a PC or is are you know wanting to get into the PC, but that's not just it. There's other options as well. You know, could, could you take that two hundred dollars and say, you know what, I'm going to go get a console. The, the, the horrible c word uh or i, I, I don't want to bring this up again but uh you know geforce now you know like like how how, how much uh geforce now can you get for 200 dollars? i don't know uh but yeah that's you I, get a year's worth of uh 3080 tier <laughs> there you go so you know i i mean i think that's the other thing too is that yeah the, the realities of the the world suck <laughs> So, you know, but it is it is nice to have another option. And if they do get around the whole scalping Ethereum thing, we'll see, you know, at least at least that that means maybe MSRP on a GPU now. (laughs) So and for for what it's worth, uh, I've talked to a few different industry sources and they said during this initial launch, obviously, everything will be 200 bucks. They wouldn't be surprised if. Prices do creep up over the next couple of months just because there's so much demand for these things, even though it invades, you know, crypto miners. Uh, the people I've talked to, the prices ranged, but they said they wouldn't be surprised if they saw it get up to like 225 to 300 bucks, which, yeah, 300 bucks is kind of pushing it. But if you go and compare this to a used Radeon RX 570 or something for the same price, I mean, it's still for what the world is today is what it is well i i, I do I, I do have a couple questions uh from from the chat uh eek 44 I, I do want to point out uh gave us uh 89 danish crown thank you so much said i'm not excited seeing poor humans waste 200 dollars on a gpu that can't beat a four to five year old card uh comment not a question uh but then he does ask question uh eek 44 44 45 more danish crown thank you uh said uh what about versus the the 3050 3050 is not out yet I suspect the 3050 will do a pretty good job against this in head-to-head comparisons. I also, that card has eight gigabytes of RAM, so I suspect that card's demand will be tied closely to cryptocurrency mining prices. Mm-hmm. So, whereas this one won't. Okay. And then the, uh, we and, I, a- and I will, I, I want to address that comment too. Like, I can see where you're coming from. Uh, it, I, it does think that this is what you get for $200 these days. But on the flip side, if you're looking to get into gaming, you have had zero options like at this point. So to, to spend $200 and get something that can play things at 90 frames per second in Shadow of the Tomb Raider at 1080p on medium, like that's great. You can bump that up to high and still be blasting past 60 frames per second. So I think that it's good to have those options. Well, some somebody asked earlier. Oh man, I, I can't is find it. it. I'm sorry. APU? Yeah, yeah. Is it faster than APU? So that, that's the thing. Is that co- looking at those two things? Do you think somebody should you know get an APU and just hold out for a GPU in a couple years, or do you think it is worth it to to get this GPU? Because that's the other option versus consoles and GPU. This is definitely going to be faster than an APU. Uh, I don't have the Ryzen, the new Ryzen's on hand to test, so I can't speak conclusively to that. But this will be faster than APU. Yeah, remember uh, the- And and now that Alder Lake is out, uh what is it? The 12400, I think it is, is a really good like $180 CPU. So between that and this like for the first time in a long time like budget gaming PCs are potentially back on the table if some of these could be in stock. And we haven't been able to say that in a long time. So Question yeah. for you, Brad. Um for Fortnite specifically since that's come up, you know, several times in conversation, Mm-hmm. Would an APU still be a good enough option for that? Would someone really need to go this far to get a decent experience with that game? 
Uh, it depends on how crazy you want to be with it. Like if you're trying to become an MLG pro or whatever, like the faster frames, the better. Uh, but if you're just someone looking to have fun to hang out with buddies after school, you can do all right with an APU. So, mm. so this is just really just adding more options to the table, not necessarily one better option for everybody in the budget range. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And for, for, for what it's worth, I can totally understand where all the other reviews are coming from. I can get where you're coming from. I, like all I said, right. I feel the same way. I feel like feature creep, price creep is happening. Uh, but we need to take into account the reality of where the world is at today, I think. And I, I think it's, in reality, it's good that this thing exists, even though apparently everyone else on the internet disagrees with me. Nobody <laughs> likes being reminded of painful things, Brad. I don't, I don't <laughs> mind saying things that people disagree with. I, you know, and when netbooks first came out, when netbooks first, I was, I was hardcore against them as just simply being an insult to computing. Of course, you know, I, and they, they were just horribly slow back then, and they only got slower. But I also remember in 2007, we didn't know if we were going to have a functional economy within 24 months. So mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. Yeah, you wish you could have bought a very nice, you know, you know, core laptop, but all you could get was an Atom for $250 from your cell carrier. It was an ends to a means. It was a it was a terrible, horrible time, and I frankly am I am so glad that we are past the age of the netbook, which of course gave us the iPad and Chromebook. But at the same time, the people who had zero things and were able to get a netbook for two hundred dollars, they had an ability to use a real browser to get on the internet. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I get it. I, I I as I was saying earlier before the show, I was. I'm I'm the original snob. I've been snobbing for more than two decades, but I also understand I'm the original snob. it's a terrible it's a terrible T-shirt it's just a, it's a terrible existence right now. Worse than ever. This is a worse than ever scenario we are looking at right now. Basically, where you you either do it as a pre-built or DIY is essentially dead in the water at this point, right? Because of the GPU mm-hmm. market. So except for people who can afford it, but yeah. it, and you have to do something to to keep it going. If those people can't do build their own machines. There's no point. Yeah. Uh, well, and real quick, uh, I did look up uh, 5600G review over on TechSpot by Stephen Walton. Uh, I don't know that. Steve from Hardware Unboxed. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool, great. TechSpot is the written version oh, of their yes. videos, mm-hmm. basically. Oh, okay. I was like, man, this looks familiar. Uh, the Shadow of the Tomb Raider 1080p low, the 5600G was able to hit 32 frames a second. Remember, the thing. graphics core wasn't really updated. That's for right. those, the 5,000. They just, they give you more I cores, just, which was... I just don't play Fortnite, so... <laughs> no, it was great because you got more cores, and, you know, again, those, the newer cores were better. You sort of got an uplift because of the improvement in the, you know, Zen, Zen 3 cores, but it just, it was still the same graphics core, so no, this... The 6500 XT will wail on, on APUs yeah. all day. Well, so, uh, it, yeah. Dota 2 1080p best looking in DX11 mode hits uh, 85 frame second or, or up to 85 frames a second yeah you know for me i still so. feel apus are still solid 720 for for the frame rates that i would be happy with i would recommend 720p you know medium mm-hmm. i think 1080p low is 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 pushing it frankly for most IP, apus yeah. and then you know you i don't i don't faster ram and like i don't think uh 1080p medium like a lot of games just call that normal. I think that looks fine. I think low is pushing it in a lot of games. 
And I, that's why you're saying this is like the worst that we've seen in a while. And I have to agree. Obviously, you were getting very different GPUs for this price point a few years ago. But uh, being able to spend 200 bucks and play games at 1080p medium at fast frame rates, like that's good. I'm glad that all these other sites did stick to their normal testing configurations and showed, you know, ultra settings and showed 1440p to show the scalability there. Because if you look at that and then you look at mine with 1080p medium, you can really see, yeah, you have to work within the confines of what this card is supposed to be used for. So I think looking at them both is illustrative. Like, stick to what this card is used for and you'll have a good time. If you try to make it more than what it is, then you won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> a couple more questions. Uh, Lee gave us a $2 super chat. Thank you so much. Said, uh, have you seen any neat passive cooled designs for the 6500 XT? I have not. Not whatsoever. They are, there's only one, I think, triple fan one. I think most of them are sticking to double fans and two slots, which is great because a lot of this generation is big fat boys. Uh, AMD did also announce a Radeon RX 6400, but that's going to be exclusive to pre-built OEM systems. Uh, that one has slower clocks in both memory and core clock in eight in order to be able to hit 53 watts power draw. So that one will be. You know, doesn't need external power connectors. Does doesn't need a big cooler. It could be passive, but that'll be exclusive to pre-builds. Uh, Two is asking what what's what is the power draw for this one? A uh, hundred and seven watts, I think, default up to one hundred and twenty watts for overclock models. Okay, so uh, you need a six-pin power connector. Oh, okay. just want single six-pin. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mike Quinton gave us a twelve-dollar super chat. Thanks so much. Said uh, if a five eighty X eight gigabyte cost 700 or so is it better option because it's newer <laughs> i would pay 700 dollars for rx 580 i mean it's just no. one of those things where you i think you, it was a joke oh yeah <laughs> i don't know because i there's people who are legit paying who the hell's buying this card for 450 dollars on ebay right now i know I'm sure there's somebody somebody will unfortunately and that's just a terrible terrible it's terrible deal we're, we're, the true test of this card is going to be not today. Today, everything's sold for MSRP like it does always launch day. The test is going to be three weeks from now, three months from now. If these cards are selling for 200 to 250 maybe pushing 300 bucks, but 250 would be better. Like, I consider it a win. So oh, yeah. It's, it, the reviews these days, like, we can give you our opinions the day of, but what really matters is how the following weeks play out. So we're going to have to see how that goes. Yeah. I mean, and you can't understate that if the card is... Even close to MSRP, two thirty, because again, it's a it's a it's a tiny tiny die. If they can actually make enough of these that miners don't want, that you saturate that low end, they will have accomplished something that we have not seen in years and years and years, right? And yep. it's 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 something to be lauded, but again, it feels like the internet is just simply, you know. Spitting in their face. Oh, where's my encoder? Where's my more than two ports? You know, okay. I, you're if all you can afford is a two hundred dollar graphics card. Are you running five panels? You know, as you're trading yeah. stock. I don't. I don't get it. But yeah, I agree. It's a good entry level graphics card, and I think it's worth pointing out that in right after during CES, uh, where I had that talk, we Gordon was part of the same conversation where Laura Smith said, "Yeah, we did build this card to do what we can to evade miners." Uh, Lisa Sue, the CEO of AMD, actually said. Yeah, we we were purposely built this card to hit the 199 price point, and we intend to have a lot of product. So we'll have to see how that plays out, but it sounds like they're sure trying for it. 
A couple more good questions. Uh, uh, David over on uh, Discord, friend of the show, said, uh, with all the reviewers trashing the, well, not all the reviewers, but most of the reviewers trashing the 6500 XT, what is the better option than it within its price range? There is none. We literally haven't seen a budget graphics card in two years at this point. What could you buy for $200 on eBay? I mean... Don't do it. <laughs> you would be. There isn't one. That's why. That's what I was saying. We've been recommending people buy a console, play GeForce Now, or get a Ryzen APU mm-hmm. for this price range. At this point, now they have a graphics card option. That's great. I wonder what a GeForce GT eight eight hundred goes for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> oh hell! I tell you, you know, you know really it's going to be How much? Oh, Wait a minute. No wait. Okay. You know it's going to be oh, really hard. A starting bit. So buy it now is what I would consider real. So remember that the, this is the Nvidia GeForce 8800 GT. Hey, that, that's smokes. in the, the Hall of Fame. The it's, Hall of we Fame. have one here. It's a, it's a hall. It is really a famous card because it brought amazing performance to to the masses. Jensen was so stoked when he showed it off to us. He, I will say, he, the way he described it to the press it was like we've been. It's like you've had. I think it was for public dissemination. It's like. You had the long, You had to take this dump for the longest time, and you, and this is it. That was like wow, but you know he was excited. Uh, it's about twenty five dollars. Oh, yeah, which is like okay, that's fun. Well, I think you must gotta <laughs> stink though. That thing's got. But I'm seeing some that are fifty. But I mean, eighty uh, hundred GT is like got to be like fourteen years old. That's a piece of history, you know. Twenty five bucks for a piece of history. That's great. <laughs> another, another, another. Not ca- not talking about the. Hall of Fame NVIDIA cards. Uh, another part that kind of fits into this that I wish they had the software lined up for this launch is that Radeon Super Resolution feature that they said is coming at CES, So, which will basically be driver-level Fidelity FX Super Resolution. Uh, if you... If you are able to get that and flip that on, since it's driver levels, and the vast majority of the games that you play on AMD graphics cards, uh, and even just put it on ultra quality mode, because once you start getting down to lower resolutions, if you get too aggressive, the picture gets wonky, uh, that'll give it even more uplift. So I was really hoping that this driver package would have that enabled, but it's coming sometime this quarter, so that might figure into the equation as well sometime sooner or later. Okay. Uh, another question from uh, over in Discord, front of the show, Boria Zero, <coughs> puts, uh, after watching Gordon for years now defending bad launches and price hikes, my question is, how how shit does the product have to be for Gordon to accept that people have a right to be displeased with the lack of progress rather than blaming Elena for being cheap? No, I... <laughs> Sorry, I had to, I, I had to say the, the question verbatim. I I will say I mean look there are you just have to understand that there are different segments. The problem with some people on the internet is they think there is only one segment and it's their segment and anything else does not exist. High end there is a very real high end crowd that have no problems paying $1,800 for a graphics card, and they love them because they can afford them. I can't hate on them for doing that. I'm not going to spend $1,800 for a graphics card. But also at the same time, you can't say those those people, they don't even exist, or you can't simply dismiss a product because it's stupid. At the same time, 
$1,723 for 10 cores of Bridewell E was, was clearly <laughs> the height of like ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. And I still bought one. Look, think, realistically for the market at that time, what were your options? Oh, Intel, you're charging me $1,700 for a 10 core Broadwell E. Let me just go buy your four core Intel CPU. I mean, what, what options did you have? And that's yeah. what made, that's what made AMD's Ryzen so awesome because they, they, they democratize cores. At the same time, are you going what are you going to do? Yeah, it's stunk. Are you just going to simply, oh, because yeah, it's 10 cores and there's 17? It was ridiculous, but you had zero options. And right now, you have zero options at $200. There is no other thing you can buy for $200. So I just don't understand labelly aching about it sometimes because it's just like, yeah, wait, wait. sure. If you launch this card when you, when, when the world, if the world is awash in GPUs and you can buy all these other cards for what they are. Yeah. This thing is terrible. Don't buy it. But right now you have zero options. This is the apocalypse, folks. This is the apocalypse. Like everything is just <laughs> looks like you dropped a neutron bomb on it and it's just like it's like you're in in stalker and you're walking around and you find a rusted ass can of beans on the ground. Are you gonna go like, whoa? This thing's expired or like look at the look at the look at the price on this. They were totally gouging me. It's what you can get. Am I gonna yeah. say that that can of beans is like the best thing in the world? <laughs> Hey, let me tell you, that can of beans that's rusty and it's 10 years out of date is going to taste awesome in the apocalypse. Except for the botulism part. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as it's not bold, you, I mean, you know? Yeah, Actually, you know. canned foods last a long time. <laughs> yeah. uh, so all I'm going to say is that I love the fact that Gordon didn't really answer the question at all. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, um, uh, he both... Um, Justified his uh, justified belly aching while also criticizing it. Like there's just so much in this no, but, rant that you can stretch here. Let me tell you though, is this card? Let me just let's just pretend we're on an, in one of those like MCU multiverses, right? Mm-hmm. We're in a multiverse right now where the world is awash in GPUs. You can get them all day, and they launched this card without hardware uh, encode, uh, uh, je- uh, buy four lanes and four gigs of RAM. Let me tell you, don't buy this card. How stupid would you be to buy this card when you could get whatever 30, you can get a 3060 for $300. You would have to be stupid to buy this. Don't buy this card. Go out and buy a 3060, right? Context is important. I'm not saying it's not. I just think it's funny how you answered the question. No, I just, I just kind of like, I'm just sometimes I'll just like, come on, man. You just got to, there's just. You just got to consider the reality of the situation, which it just, it's a, it's a, it, it sucks. It just sucks. Well, and, and somebody, there's a, somebody in the chat made a good point. I, I know Gordon will get this. Uh, AJ uh, Haverkamp says, uh, they'll spend $10,000 on one Canon lens, but refuse to overpay for PC parts. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, as, and- as people who buy lenses, Gordon, Gordon knows this. No, I get it. Cause you know, it's all about, it's your thing. If it's your jam, believe me, if you want to spend Four hundred dollars and a pair of sneakers. That's that's your thing. I would like. I'm just get these things on eBay or like they're used. They're still good, right? I mean, it's whatever your thing is. I can't. I can't dismiss it. I can't dismiss it. But I, I the thing that gets me is like all the. Oh, well, how come you're not making luxury products at budget prices? Well, that's hard to do because you're not paying luxury prices. That's just you know. What a difference, though. You know, five years. Five years ago, the forty eighty came out. Six years ago. 
and it was you know 200 bucks it was a, the four gigabyte model was 200 bucks and that could play ultra 1080p no problem it could play 1440p high pretty damn well five or six years later we're still at the same spot performance wise and having not have all these you know weird compromises to make it happen i can get why established pc gamers are you know a little upset over it like it's not great i agree but it is what the world is today you got to eat that McDonald's in the apocalypse. You, you got to, right? And you believe me, because uh, the good thing about a Big Mac is you could be sitting there for three years. It's still good. But I mean, you saw supersize me too, I see. Hold up. The thing is, is that I think we're asking a lot out of humanity to not encounter that 10-year-old can of beans and complain about it while eating it. Like that is quintessential humanity true. right there. That is, that like they're going to do what it takes to survive, but they're not going to necessarily keep quiet about their feelings <laughs> i mean it's like people paying scalper prices for for gpus you know yeah. they, 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 they they can complain you know it's it's their people right people are but buying they're gonna, them though they're gonna buy but they, them. a lot of people I, are, are fed up they're doing it yeah but i mean i i, I, I want to be clear i think these analogies are funny and they drive home the point but i would not equate this card to a rusty can of beans like to me 1080p medium settings for 200 bucks like that's totally fine for the kind of people who would be interested in this card don't listen to this podcast and hear what we're not saying it's still a good card you're listening to us old school pc diehards going like man we used to have it so much better yeah we did we did because it's like because the thing is is that this card i think that i would say like taking away all the hyperbole and fun you know analogies and all that i would say the one real shortcoming of this card is it's like future proofing right like normally you in the past you could expect to buy hardware that you could expect that it would have some legs and you wouldn't necessarily be overly capped as like things progressed right but with this card you're really buying almost like for like purpose driven right like it's very specific what you're going to be able to do with it so like in five years when it's probably going to be super common to jump on discord and stream to your friends because you're not necessarily looking for fame you're just like creating a virtual like gathering around the tv kind of experience that us like old people remember right <laughs> and you're not going to really be able to do that with this card it's going to be a leftover from this time period hopefully we'll be past all of this by then but most people don't buy cards you know every year every two years even so you're probably gonna be stuck with this card for a while, and so that's kind of that's un- that's kind of unfortunate, right? That you kind of have to buy for this situation for this context right now. Yeah, yeah I don't think I don't think fine wine will probably apply to this one. <laughs> yeah, well, no. exactly. It, well, and yeah, funny thing, it, you know, we haven't done one of these in a while. We should we should revisit this again. But uh, we used to do on the show the build challenges, and I and I, I have them all saved in my PC part picker list. Uh, and uh, we we did one a five hundred dollar build challenge. Uh, and uh, mine had a, a 1032 gig card in it for 500 bucks. Uh, and then later we did a $750 build challenge. Uh, and mine had a 1660 Ti 6 gig version in there for 750. So I mean, things things used to be better. Yes, <laughs> but it's just not where we're at. Yeah, I just and I I just think people need to understand that. Well, one, Nvidia in Intel and AMD are are not your friends. They are for-profit corporations that serve their shareholders. It when they serve their shareholders, if they can make you a loyal customer, that is awesome. That is part of how their business runs. But they are not they do not exist to be your friend to help you. They exist to make sure you are a good customer and you continue to come back. In no part of the math do I see 
Part of that math being, let's make products so hard that our customers who have been return customers for our entire existence can no longer come back. I don't think that is realistic. I just don't think that is, yes, believe me, all corporations like to make money. I like money too. I like to make money. It's nice. They don't, they, I, I'm sure there's a lot of math going on. Like we are now at the point where, yeah. And I've been saying this for a little while now that it is, we are damaging, we are damaging our long-term customer base. They're going to flee and never come back. And that is not good for business. So yes, I'm sure there's some profit taking, but at the same time, this is something they are trying to solve. And the thing is, this is one of those cards that kind of like, let's try to solve this problem. And what they what they get thrown in their face is everybody saying it is the absolute worst piece of trash you could ever have in the universe. And I just don't, I don't, I don't think that's that to me is is right. And yeah, I'm not. It sounds like I'm defending AMD, but yeah, is this a great product? Would I buy this product? No, but it is the right product for the time, unfortunately, and it's not a great time. So I, I just. I don't know. Well, and uh, Dr. Ian Ketris uh, from Tech Tech Potato mentioned this earlier, too. Uh, gamers are priority, n- like, number five for AMD, so. Yeah. There's a lot of money to be made in data. You know, again, these are for-profit companies. You know, data center, they will, you know, there's a lot of people that, that are more important. At the same time, it also, they, you know, they understand the core core customers are always going to be gamers. And if you just let that core customer base vaporize, it's really, really hard to rebuild it. So I don't know. I, I say, yeah. you know, it's it's again, 1080p medium works. Modern games. That's, that's, that's 60. That's, that's 60 part. FPS. Yeah, more than 60 in most cases. Yeah. When before I did this for a living, back when I, you know, was riding on the side, unloading trucks for a living, working in factories, like I played at 1080p medium on budget graphic cards all the time, and I had no complaints about it. Like it looked fun. Like, it gets the job done, and that's what the world needs right now. Like, yes, all those folks who are complaining about it, this card is not for us. This card is for all those kids that I just keep talking about, the 20 kids that I've talked to in the past two years where I've just been like, you're out of luck. Now you got some luck, if you're able to find one. Yeah, well, and that's that's the thing, right? I, I, I think, you know, we can probably couch it, uh, the discussion mm-hmm. right now. Of, of course, we can keep going around and around, but uh, mm-hmm. we will see in the coming months, you know, Yep. What prices are going to like? Did AMD actually do what they were hoping to do and, and try to get to keep these out of the hands of, of scalpers and miners? Uh, we will see. Uh, but for now, uh, anything else you, before you want to move on? I no? actually it, spotted a good question in chat real quick, Adam, if you please, don't mind me please. bringing it up. Uh, Flash Photo asked, um, I guess maybe based off something I was saying earlier, wanted to know, you know, what do these GIMP specs and gamers holding on to video cards longer will affect future games? Like, how will that, like, how will that affect devs and like how they keep the goalposts on low settings? You know, all of that. Because before we usually talk about consoles being kind of the the lowest floor, but you know, will these cards play into that as well? Hmm, That's a good question. I that's a very good question. But I I think it's I think this is like a force that is that is going through a forest fire, right? And if you go back to a thousand year old river tree, you will see the times when there's there's sort of like oh. They can actually look at the rings on the forest, on the tree when it dies and they cut it down or they turn it into some furniture in your home. You can actually see where, you can see where the fires are. And this right now is a fire and we are all burning. So is it going to affect games? I suspect it will. And I will say I had a conversation, a, you know, a, a holiday conversation with someone at a publisher company. And he said, 
you know, if people think it's like it's like roses over on console, it's not. They are very concerned that there are not enough consoles being sold to sell games because there just aren't. Believe me, it's somewhat better to get a new console, but it's not like you're just dropping out of the sky on people. And a lot of the the publishers are like, yeah, we're kind of like looking at the math on this and like they're not selling enough of them to really help is what I was told. So I don't know. It's I, I think yeah. If you're a developer, you're always gonna you're always gonna slow it down a little bit. But uh, to be honest, as again, I'm a hardware snob. I'm the person who likes high end hardware. The day that your eight core CPU cannot run games with your high end graphics card is a good thing, uh, because that means developers have moved forward and they're actually taking advantage of all the new hardware features, which is good for the hardware snobs like me. But what will happen is then everybody will be like, this game is the most unoptimized game in the world. I can't run it on my RX 6500 XT I bought for $180 during the height of the pandemic. So, I don't know. Maybe. I remember when people freaked out when uh, Far Cry 4, I think it was, wouldn't run on dual-core processors. It's like, yeah, that stinks, but I'm not sad about it. No, no. I mean, you know, and it's just sort of that it, it helps to kind of move that bottom end along. So, but yeah, I wish, I wish we would get to the point where, oh, these are just a terrible. When we get to the point where these are a terrible buy, that would be a good for everybody, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of developers, Microsoft's buying all of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome news. It's big money. Well, yeah. they are to buy. They have to buy. offered yes. to buy some of a lot of them. <laughs> and yes, for people who don't know, uh, Microsoft has tendered an offer to Activision Blizzard for, I, I was going to round it up, $68.7 billion. But honestly, you could just say $69 billion at that point. That's no big deal. Especially for a multi-trillion-dollar company, so <laughs> I mean it's the bi- the biggest deal in gaming history, right? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. possibly yeah. one of the largest deals ever. <laughs> uh, this is larger than Dell's purchase of EMC, which was pretty huge, and this makes the purchase of LinkedIn um, like yeah. nothing. And like and to look back on it, like the purchase of Minecraft was at the time it seemed like that's insane. It's like, oh, actually, maybe that was a good <laughs> that was like a really good idea. Uh, sorry, I had to say this. Uh, Doctor Young Country says it's a sixty-nine billion dollar offer set to close on four twenty next year. <laughs> it's a joke, joke, joke. Oh, I thought it really was. No, <laughs> joke, joke. Imagine, like, they must <laughs> really think stars. Activision's going to pick up steam because they could have. Imagine if they had bought seventy billion dollars worth of RX sixty-five hundred XTs and put them on eBay. They could have doubled their money right now. <laughs> yeah, but this is insane deal. That's you know, Activision Blizzard's like big guy. Uh, you know, people always, the, the, the argument against Microsoft for years is where's the exclusives? Like, yeah, you're doing all this cool stuff with PC play anywhere, Xbox, all that game pass is cool. Where's the exclusives? Uh, now they have Bethesda and they're hoping to get Activision Blizzard, which I mean, as PC folks, we know what Blizzard brings to the table. Activision, they have Call of Duty. They have, you know, World of Warcraft. They have all this stuff and it's. That's that's a big deal. All that stuff coming to Game Pass, you got to wonder what will be available on PlayStation from now on. Like, it's a big deal. We'll see if it happens. Yeah, and just for uh, reference, they paid seven point five million billion, sorry, for Zenimax, which is the parent of um, Bethesda, Bethesda in twenty twenty. And this is a CNBC story. 
Uh, back in 2014, the tech giant paid $2.5 billion for Mohang, which, of course, is Minecraft, which is Minecraft. like, oh, what a deal. Oh, I wish I bought yeah. it for $2.5 billion. That is, that is a deal. That is a deal. <laughs> I, people, it's funny because people hate on Microsoft because of the games for Windows Live days, but the modern Microsoft man, they own Bethesda. Elder Scrolls is huge on the PC. Blizzard is huge on the PC if they get this. They've spent a lot of money the last few years buying, like, Double Fine and Obsidian and Ninja Theory. Like, they're doubling down on the PC in ways that I think people don't understand that they are. And this is good. And, I mean, the knockoff effect, I mean, you know, we, obviously there's a lot to talk about here, but for us as uh, PC people, there's there's going to be some knockoff effect. It means, you know, Game Pass on PC, theoretically, is going to be even better of a deal. Uh, correct? Because, <laughs> you know, yeah. Call of Duty... <laughs> hopefully well, showing up to game of pass you know other activision titles uh that's... imagine how big starcraft 2 will be if it's on game pass <laughs> Maybe it'll never a Warcraft sub. I don't know. here's the thing though right like we have to hope that they don't also take the netflix approach of raising the cost every few years once this comes to pass i mean if this game comes pass, to pass at, at some point probably right hey eventually you gotta you gotta beat your competitors first though i mean i was i was noting the story that also on CNBC, um, they the day the news came out yesterday of this intent to buy, uh, Sony shares dropped twelve percent. So, because yep. people are like, "Oh, you know, PlayStation is going to have some serious competition here. They're going to lose a lot of really good exclusives." Is what the thought is. I don't know if that's a given. I don't know if that's a given, but yeah, we'll see. We, we actually have a piece up today by Michael Kreider. It's a staff really writers. good piece. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking about that exactly, because yes, obviously this means a bunch of good things for PC fans. If this happens, potentially a lot of good things, uh, from the Microsoft side of things, but Sony's already started dabbling in, you know, the PC space, like God of War just landed on the PCs, Horizon Zero Dawn, Days Gone came out and they've been really, really good ports. Sony's starting to realize that yes, they can bring their big exclusive over to the PC a year or two later and make tons of money doing that. Microsoft doing this. We'll see how it goes, but I wouldn't be surprised if Sony only doubles down on that and just things get wonderful for the PC in the right. next five years. Right. Although that would be nice. Doesn't it also I mean a really this this is a massive, massive acquisition by Microsoft. Seventy billion. I can't even count that many zeros. It just kind of you know, and the funny thing is <laughs> I was like for a near three trillion dollar company, it was like, oh, very small. It was chump change if you it was is is insane. But it really, it really, it's it's like I love I love, you know, technology and business because it's always like Game of Thrones because this reshuffles everything because this is a huge threat to everybody, right? You're, this is a threat to Epic, uh, this is a threat to Valve, this is a threat to Sony, and then of course you got you know the hot buzzword is like oh the whole metaverse thing, which good luck oh, with God. that, you know. It's I mean, just... people are talking about the whole metaverse thing, I like. Come on, whatever. I mean, whatever. They just threw that word in there to please yeah. the shareholders. I don't, yeah, investors. I mean, like what? So yeah, <laughs> Facebook talked about it, so we we're going to talk about that too. But yeah, clearly, if they, it's interesting because it just sort of makes you think that they're going to, for the PC, our PC focus, they're going to really a lot. A lot of those games will be offered directly through the Microsoft Store and Windows. Yeah. It could in four years be a serious competitor to Steam if you think about it, which is crazy but well with the stable games and you know well I mean, but that's also changed because uh, microsoft has been putting their first party titles on steam as well so right like which, which is good i i you know i i think they have seen like hey you know what have it everywhere you know and and it probably still behooves them to do that especially from like a mon mono 
mono monopoly <laughs> you know kind of thing like hey you know we we you know we, we've got our games everywhere uh friend of the show jeff grubb uh had a good uh discussion of this over on the uh, giant Bombcast. uh i listened to that yesterday oh. and you know kind of going over what, one of the other things too is that what does this mean for the launcher you know does that mean uh battle.net is going to stick around uh i know that the bethesda launcher was uh not liked so you know i know that it's just something that a lot of people gripe about is having all these different launchers so i'd be curious to see you know if there's any consolidation on that front does the xbox uh app on windows pcs become the go-to or will it all get shipped mm-hmm. over to blizzard who knows also okay. maybe both there's launchers in both amd and nvidia control panels right i mean they have like yeah. game launchers in them now to sort of unify this fragmented feel to it does, yeah but then you're just opening yeah it's not radeon so, software it's not to open thing. the ubisoft launcher to- yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but it, the thing at for least me is one stop the thing for me is not necessarily the launcher i think what's really going to make this uh more of a, a true competitor with steam is what we've always talked about, which is being able to move your dang files mm-hmm. <laughs> around. Mm-hmm. Like until that gets implemented, it's always going to be a little bit of a second class kind of option. Which is not bad for the the, the BattleNet. BattleNet, you can, I, I think, is right. What works so better. Let's hope they take the mm-hmm. best of everything. Yeah, I would. I agree because I mean that is definitely it is a it is a subpar software store launcher compared to competing products. But I, you know, it is something pretty easy to fix though and hopefully if that's the one thing that's sort of like uh this thing's and you it's it stinks the epic launcher is just as it's a pain to move games there too so it's i would like to see that happen for epic and, and microsoft you say it's easy to fix but the state of the windows store has been a consistent complaint since windows 8 launched in 2012 at this point is all i'm going to throw out there <laughs> no and i agree because i, I again you know when you, when it launched with windows 8 it looked like it went from like <laughs> it went from the dollar store like hey what is this oh it's wait a minute it's not heinz ketchup it's it's missing the e right it's, 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 it's ketchup. it was like every off-brand thing you could find in the microsoft store but then it rapidly turned into like oh there's nothing in here there's like two things like the shelves is this are you closing are you going out of business but i will say i've been going to the microsoft store lately and it it is really feeling a lot better um and then also clearly um it hasn't been told to me, but it's clear that all the hardware vendors have been beaten with a big window stick to get everything moved into the store, right? Because you're seeing all of the, the stuff that used to be individual standalone. Now, hey, go download your whatever utility from the Windows store. So and that's yep. part of, you know, I don't know where that directive is coming from. That's that's clearly got some yep. strategy. Well, package it. is a Windows app now. But yep. right. also the, the, the biggest strategy is to push game pass right and if you have yep. game pass like a lot of us do there's no need to go into the microsoft store you're not buying games in there you you, you have game pass you know you're doing it through the xbox app so like I, I i yeah i still think the that's where they're trying to get people is is mm-hmm. hey you know what if you want to buy it on steam sure go ahead over there but game pass boom easy easy to use yeah right now definitely um, you know you have to be friendly but also you know i didn't think about the other threat that this is too is is definitely it's a huge threat to geforce now Right, in a lot of ways, because GeForce Now is sort of like this Casablanca of gaming, but Microsoft has got a pretty good pool of games now. Yep, and I bet you that... I don't know, actually. Microsoft's been really a good citizen of the PC, I think, the last they few have. years. So they might, they, might, they might still allow games to be streamed through GeForce Now if this happens. We'll see. You know, I would I'm not sure so. if Bethesda games. I should look up on that. 
I would hope so, but at the same time, it is it is one of those things where I understand why people are always fearful of Intel because what Intel did a long time ago was like, yeah, that's like you didn't pay all those fines for nothing, right? So mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of scar tissue there. So I get it, and I'm always kind of like, are you out to kill Epic? Are you out to kill Steam? But at the same time, they have you have to say Microsoft they've been a really really good citizen for everybody, right? So yep. you got to give Spencer's them a a lot of good stuff over there, I think. Uh, I'm curious to see. I agree with Elena's thing. Like, what does this mean for Game Pass in a few years? Like, I could see, like, all of a sudden you have Call of Duty and Elder Scrolls Six in Starfield and the next Doom game all through Game Pass. They just paid $70 billion for Activision. They just paid, whatever you said, $12, $17 billion for Bethesda. Like, I'm... It feels like things are starting to get awfully consolidated, which makes sense because it's big money businesses. All these AAA games are big bets, but it makes me kind of nervous to see where the world's going. Like, is this going to be cool or is this going to get real weird and walled garden like in time? Yeah, no, it really. Huh. I'm, but I'm curious because Microsoft's actually been really, really good. Like, we just want you playing Xbox games, not necessarily on your Xbox. Play them on your phone, play them on your PC. Who cares? I'm curious to see if, you know, they'll, they'll be like, hey, yeah, you know. Game Pass on PlayStation. Just give us our money. We don't care. <laughs> well, here here's another interesting thought. Um, the market cap of EA is thirty eight billion. Thirty. Let's see. What is that? Oh, dang it. Once you start getting into market t- caps, my eyes glaze over. So well, <laughs> it's basically thirty nine billion dollars. So if somebody that is a that is another you know game developer or game publisher, they've obviously had some kind of big flops lately but at the same time you know what under 40 billion dollars that's like a that's it feels like a juicy target now for sony or somebody else to buy right 40 billion dollars is still quite a few dollars and sony is not quite the goliath that microsoft is microsoft i think is being real smart and like opportune with this because the activision stock has got rocked recently with all the various you know uh, different HR complaints and all kinds of stuff going on over there. So it, they've gone down a lot in price as far as talk things go. So I think this is Microsoft's been in the opposite direction. I think this is real smart, just like NVIDIA was trying to do with ARM. Like, hey, our stock's taking off. Let's try to seize this company that's in its downtime right now while we can. So I think it's really smart. Although ARM is the one they shop themselves to. Well, SoftBank, <laughs> soft. yeah. like, hey, you want to buy ARM? Okay. I, but I just kind of wonder because yeah, you're right. Sony's doesn't may not have the money to buy EA, but to be honest, who other large companies that have a lot of money and the, you know, gaming is not going to go away. Gaming is seen as a multi multi billion dollar enterprise for many many years. Google, Facebook, Amazon, Apple. Frankly, you know Apple's got some kind of game thing cooking somewhere. You the, well, the EA logo, but instead of an A, it's the hey, Apple logo. The, uh, Apple Arcade, you know. I mean, it, yeah. a lot of people subscribe to it. No, I, I know, but I mean, you know, they, they want to add more, right? Because, I mean, that... Oh, my God. That, that to me, you know, Apple Arcade is not, to me... I think they aspire to, to, to greater things, so... I, yeah. I, I just wonder, like, are we sort of in this age where people are going to start snapping up every single publisher they can because... Especially the, the sure. big big tech will do it because they've got they've got the the deep pockets, right? Feels like it. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. Activision, I never thought was going to be a company that would sell to somebody. They yeah. are so well, big, but they're also yeah, it seems like one of those tentpole right companies. <laughs> I had no idea. 
Blizzard ended up over there. Who bought who? I don't know. I mean, I think I guess, we bought Blizzard a while yeah. ago. Yeah. Okay. I guess the, uh, shall we say, controversies around Activision put them in a weaker position than anticipated. Yeah, I'm sure the deal was probably more than this, <laughs> uh, you know, half a year ago. I mean, it just I'm feels sure, like... I'm sure it wasn't there half a year ago. Probably. True, true. Yeah. yeah. It's just the streaming thing. I mean, clearly streaming is sort of like everybody mm-hmm. sees that as a future, so... Oh, we are almost done, though, because we're out of time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get to some uh, viewer questions. Uh, always so much to talk about. Never enough time. Um, if you have a question, put them in the the chat right now at PC World. If, if you're watching live or if you're listening later, the best thing to do is go over to our Discord. The link is in the description. We have a channel in there for uh, full nerd questions, and uh, hopefully I'll get around to reading it on the show. Um, I do have a good one from... Uh, uh, here we go. I'm going to just bring it over. Uh, master, friend of the show, Master Procrastinator, said, uh, now that we have a smaller RDNA 2 card with the 6500 XT, anything you can deduce for, from that for the upcoming Steam Deck that is powered by the same architecture? That's a good question, but I have not looked that far into it. So I've been... Uh, this this review took a lot of unusual testing. I don't normally test at Medium and across all different kinds of PCIe lanes, so I've just been... Focused on benchmarking all these cards over again. So, uh, we got a question in the YouTube chat uh, from Codreface. Uh, how do you become a friend of the show and join the Discord? Well, there's a link in the description. You can join Discord that way. Uh, we also got a four dollar seventy two cent super chat from Swayze. Thank you. Uh, no question, just comment says Wu Tang is for the children. Nice, I like it. Uh, Swords. <laughs> and then uh, we got a. Uh, a good question from front of the show, Dennis Siberian. Uh, are there any advantages in using four RAM modules versus two for the same memory capacity on a dual channel system? Example, four by four sticks instead of two by eight for a total of 16. Good question. Uh, so what? So four four in a dual channel versus two in like same capacity? Yes. You're, they're, depending on the memory modules and, and whether they're dual rank or single rank, yeah, there can be advantages, disadvantages. Also depends on again the, the memory topology of the motherboard. You know, sometimes they're different depending on the generations of chipsets, CPUs, and the like. In the end, don't stress about it. Um, you're not really like it's not going to not going to make your four core CPU into a ten core CPU. It's not going to make your sixteen or sixty five hundred XT into a, a thirty ninety. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. But there can be some real differences. Yeah. yeah, I I do think for many people though the real advantage is that you get more RGB. Ooh, <laughs> I'm serious, is, which can't be overlooked. <laughs> and you don't have those RAM slots just sitting there empty. That's all. Yeah, good. I mean, like honestly, for a lot of people, like uh, the performance benefits are are not as much of a concern as the aesthetics of it. Yeah, not oh, to man. say that performance isn't important, but uh, it just I, re- just reminded me. I, I still want to get in that RAM. The Corsair uh, LCD fake? screen. Oh, yeah. that. No, no, no. The, no. The, the LCD Thermal screen. Oh. No, the best thing ever were the fake memory modules that Corsair made. They, remember? Uh, yeah, they showed it to me when the, I had the a briefing with them. The fake modules? Or Not the modules. Oh. The, uh, the screen. The cat display. You know. yeah. <laughs> need, need the, the cat display. Um, okay, we got a... Uh, Good question from Eek44, friend of the show, over on Discord, said, uh, would it be better to hashtag wait for Intel GPUs, hashtag wait for ARC, or hashtag wait for RTX 3050? I'm putting hashtags. They didn't say hashtags. <laughs> yeah, I would it depends. It depends on if you need a graphics card, right? 
Yeah, I would wait at this point. For for me, I would I'd want to see where 3050 falls. And again, this really comes down to supply. If you're really looking at that 250-ish range, then you're going to want to see if the cards actually come out in enough quantity to make a dent where you can buy one at what it should be its intended price. And then, you know, yeah, I mean definitely everybody wants to see where Intel Intel if they were if they shake things up or not, so. If it was me, uh, looking at the specs of the RTX 3050, that's much more of a traditional 1080p card than this Radeon card is. Uh, those launch, I think, next week. I think the 27th, I think they said, of CES. Uh, if you're on the hunt for a graphics card, I would definitely try to get one of those early cards that day. Like, be there refreshing. Like, uh, these days, like, if you have a shot to try to get something to MSRP, try to get it. And so I would try to get the 3050 next week. Yeah, no, definitely. I say that without having tested it, without anything like that. Just if I was in your shoes, that's probably what I would do. Hopefully the reviews come sooner than that so you know what you're buying. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you too, Brad. Like, honestly, I would, you know, if you if you couldn't get a 6500 XT right now, you definitely need to try to buy the, the 3050 because, I mean, it's going to have eight gigs. It's definitely going to be way more capable than this card. The question is whether you will be able to buy it over the course of its life versus by the 6500 XT. So to me, that's the big difference. Nice. Yep. Uh, a couple more uh, front of the show, Bory Zero. Um, if nothing better launches or not available to purchase in 2022, does that mean the 6500 XT is good enough to be the GPU of the year? No. Ooh. Dang. Wow. Already putting that out there. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm going to I'm gonna say 3090. Actually, I'm going to say, like, oh, well, it'll be whatever, whatever, because that's not how I roll for best. <laughs> for me, that's not my definition of best. It's not. It's clearly never going to be, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll see how it goes, is yeah. what I will say. We'll see how it goes. That's funny. Uh, friend of the show, Corbin D., uh, do you think the 3D V-Cache on Zen 4 will also be limited to one CPU only? Example, the 6800X3D as with Zen 3. And do you expect... They... Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, and do you expect Zen 4 CPUs with Vcache from the beginning, or will it come later? That's what that? I was going to say. Did they even say they're bringing it to Zen 4? Like, that... No, yeah, that could no. just be an expensive Band-Aid to fight Elder Lake right now. Yeah, it was sort of, sort of proof of concept, too. And, you know, remember you start things way, way before... Things you don't like simply make stuff up like, oh, let's do this next week. This part has probably been cooking for a long time, working closely with TSMC. AMD made it not knowing where Intel would be with Alder Lake and performance as well as supply. And clearly, you know, Alder Lake is shock and awe on parts. So it may not make sense. Well, it may not make sense to do it for Zen for Ryzen 5000, but for 6000, I mean, maybe they have to do it. I don't know. It's just. I don't know. I think well, yeah. I think the one clear thing is they're going to have to do, they have to make the product for the market conditions, which is what competitors have. So if Intel's Raptor Lake is just smoking, then they'll have to dial it up to meet that. And if they can actually get closer, better, then, then they don't have to. So we'll wait. We'll have to wait and see. Well, and it, we actually had a video about this. So why no 5950X 3D? Uh, I, th I think it was the title. A good video. You should go watch it. Towards the end, I did ask kind of this question. You had a, a good thing saying, like, AMD has tools in their tool belt if they need to bring out 3D vCache that is just a tool that they can implement if they need it. Uh, is it guaranteed? Who knows? No. Right. 
but no, yeah, great. we'll see. Uh, speaking to tool belts, we actually had some great questions or a great discussion earlier about like uh, uh, everyday carries and stuff like that on on uh, on Discord. This was probably last week, I think. And uh, from that discussion, Moonman twenty ninety. Well, because I I shared a photo of. Uh, when I first met Gordon, you had you brought everything out of your pockets, and you carry a lot. You're, you're definitely the, uh, the the man with the <laughs> the deep pockets. Uh, in uh, front of the show, Moonman2090 uh, put a question here for that. Said, uh, when Gordon reaches his carrying capacity stat, if he picks up more loot, does he just slow down, or is he blocked from picking anything else up? You know what happens is because <clears throat> for me as a dude, it's like my limiting capacity are my pockets. I don't really count what's in your bag as the same thing. So eventually your pockets, you can't put anything else in your pockets and you can't get things out of your pockets. So that's sort of the, the I become encumbered at that point, I think is the video game term. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that idea. <laughs> yeah. How you suddenly start slowing down and walking is like you're carrying 900 pounds worth of like swords yeah. what, what do you think <laughs> and you just have this message that pops up just like hey you can't run you can't fast travel sorry yeah. You, yeah. you have too much in your pockets uh okay there should be a mode you, where i was planning all, on running anyway yeah. uh anyway all right cool yeah that's uh that's it we, we we need to get out of here but uh that was a fun show lots of good discussion elena i'm glad you could uh you pop in uh to, to yeah. <laughs> uh, also a uh, friend of the show Lindsay murray said um uh, what'd she say? I, I saved it here. Uh, 2022 sponsorship idea. Should we go after canned beans? Because <laughs> yeah. we, we don't, you know, every year we kind of have a sponsor that we go after. There's Disney, there's Charmin, there's, you know. Uh, rusty can of beans. Yeah, rusty can. Well, yeah. I mean, does anyone sell a rusty can of beans? Could we. I mean, if the rust is on the outside, I think it's. Okay, so uh, okay. if. Beans are gross. If we, had, if we had a company to go after, you know, like an actual company. That made a can of beans to be sponsored on the full nerd. Who, who should it be, Gordon? Uh, tactical bacon. There's actually a company that makes tactical bacon. I still have some. Is that a can of beans? I gave it to my wife as a joke. It, and it's actually really not bad. It really is not bad. Okay, I'm searching tactical bacon. This yeah. is. And you giving your can of, wife a can of tactical oh. bacon is the most on brand thing. It's still I've in ever the heard. back of her van, I think, somewhere. <laughs> okay, it's a real thing, and it, it is beans. It okay, is. you know what? I'm I'm gonna have to uh, see if there's a, a a PR link on here. Wait, wait is it beans? Uh, is bacon? Well, no, it says uh, oh, it is. Wait, it's bacon. Oh. It's better than beans. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, oh man, the question was for beans, though. I, 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 I guess I can. Make I, beans has the pupper. Okay. I, yeah. <sighs> I guess I can. You know, reach yeah, out to we, these people. We can look. We can look. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, for everyone in chat saying that beans are gross, I don't think you've had uh, Mexican food because that's pretty good stuff. It depends. Refried beans and black beans are good. I hate just standard baked beans. Well, 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 I will what about in the chili? people in chat. What about in chili? Uh, I prefer beanless chili, but I will eat it in chili if it's there. And here comes right. time where we talk right. about food. What about Where's Boston baked kidney, beans? Kidney bean. I like a good kidney bean. Okay, Boston baked beans. Boston baked beans are awesome. <laughs> What's that other? There's like a brand that is actually really good because what it really is is just sugar and beans. Heens. Yeah, and bacon. Is it Heens? I think it's no, Heens. Kidding. No, it's it may kidding. be Heens. Bushes. Bushes baked beans are pretty good. I got it in the Microsoft store. Wait, what? I think this means <laughs> <is> lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what the? It's a. It's a. It's a full. NRD cup. What? What is that? What? <laughs> Everything's a knockoff. Yeah, it was pretty bad in that store. So it's soybean. I, I like soybeans. Yeah. Anyway. 
Okay. <laughs> Let's, uh, Gordon, take us out. Please take us out of here. <laughs> uh, check back next week for your Fix Up PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And if you're on one of those services, please leave a review because every time you do, NVIDIA, Intel, or AMD remove a feature from one of the products to make it available for you to sell. So maybe at some point we will have a Gen 1 lane, one lane of Gen 1 graphics card in the future with 512 megabyte frame buffer. Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. A GPU in the hand is worth two in the bush. Yes, yes. Eleni Yee. I'm really wondering why you would leave a GPU in the bush, but that's a conversation for another time. Hey, you found one on the, the side of the street, Gordon, right? Yeah. I did. I found two. I found two. That's <laughs> yeah, true. And Adam Patrick Murray was going to hit the office. I was going to say something funny. I can't think of it. That was, that was it. Anyway, we'll, we'll see everybody there. Thanks. Bye.